You're listening to the Sports Brothers Podcast by Sam and Brian Dostal. Everything sports, all the time. Hello and welcome to a very, very special edition of the Sports Brothers Podcast with Sam and Brian Dostler. It is our 2016 Major League Baseball season preview. And Sam, we're actually going to, we're actually recording this about nine, what's nine days before the Red Sox opening day, eight days before some of the other teams, but a week uh, from tomorrow. Yes. But we're going to be putting this here on, on this Friday of whatever Friday, a couple days before opening day. Uh, I the believe first. it's the first. That's right, April Fool's Day. I got a great April Fool's story, Sam. Let's start right at the top. Can I can I just say your open there reminded me of when you did the hello? It was, it was a hello, la, la, la. Anyways. Anyways, my, uh, my, this is probably my, one of my all-time favorite stories. It's, it's great. My uh, six-year-old self, my cute six-year-old self in first grade. Yeah. In first grade, it's it's uh, it's April first, two thousand one, and uh, it's opening day for Major League Baseball. As of course, it's coming up again, and uh, I realized I'm thinking, hmm, Red Sox first game of the year at Fenway versus. It wasn't at Fenway. Yes, it, it was. It was in Baltimore. They played Toronto. Are you sure? I'm positive. All right. And I'm thinking Pedro Pedro Martinez is pitching. Like I gotta see Pedro pitch on opening day. So uh, I tell my mom, I go, Mom, I'm not feeling too well. You know, I play the the little kitty thing, and and she says, Okay, you can go to your your <laughs> you can go to your uh, grandparents' house for the day and 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 rest up and get better. And my and my dad pulls our, our dad pulls me aside, Sam, and and he goes. Brian, are you really sick? And I go, no, Dad, but Pedro's pitching today. Great story. And it was a perfect perfect storm, April Fool's Day, because at Baltimore, Brian. It was at Baltimore? They lost, right? They did. Like, wasn't it a high-scoring game? They lost. Oh, all right. I always thought it was home versus Toronto. My favorite is because I remember Mom hugging you because I was on my way to school. It was also the same day I got my A2000. Big day. Big day. Big day and so you're in fifth grade. It's not like you were yeah, much older. I mean, no, but I could see I had baseball practice, so I wasn't going to miss baseball practice. Plus, I went to that baseball practice. Two of us being sick, a little fishy. Uh, but I, you're hugging mom in the living room, and I just see you, you have a smile on your face as you're looking <laughs> over. When did you think of that? Like the night before? I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. It's not something most six-year-olds think of. No, to skip school for opening day, that's dedication right there. And that explains a lot, really. It does. really does. For better or worse, For it explains a lot. And once again, this is the Sports Brothers Podcast here on the Nico Empire on NicoDigore.com. Everything sports all the time. You can listen to all of Nico's shows off his iTunes, subscribe to his show along with ours. Uh, but, Sam, as I mentioned, this is a season preview of the 2016 Major League Baseball season. In last year, to recap but a little bit in the World Series, Mets versus Royals. Uh, Mets, a team that we were not really expecting to be there. Uh, as, as you remember, in, in mid-June, before the trade deadline, they couldn't hit. Uh, they certainly had the pitching, but they couldn't hit. And, of course, you know, Cespedes certainly helped that. And the Royals, who made it to the World Series in 2014, they get back, and they are the champions. But even the Royals, you were looking at it and questioning 
Was it a was it a bit of a fluke last year? Did they just get hot at the right time? There was they questions. Were, they were similar to the Mets too, where they were about 500 uh, right around the right around the All Star break 2014 before they went on their run. Mets were in a, a in a same boat, kind of floating around that same win loss uh, 500 plateau. Uh, obviously, the Royals were for real as they were uh, one of the best teams all year long. The question is now: Will the Mets? Will they carry that over uh, to this year? I think they will. Mets versus Royals in opening day. Yeah. That's got to be a major league first, a, a rematch of the World Series. Nah, I doubt it. Certainly in, in – Maybe. You're right. I mean – In our lifetime. With, you're right. With the with the new rule, the new interleague play where it's not just that stretch of games uh, in June, a little bit in May, it probably is. Very you're well right. could be. Very probably, well could be. It probably is because you, you've had – Rematches of championship series from the year before. Yeah. Red Sox, Yankees obviously jumps to mind, but I, you're, you're right. I don't know. Let's talk about the offseason first, Sam, as there's a lot of new players, or excuse me, there's a lot of same players on different teams. You have guys like Ardelli's Chapman traded to the Yankees, Craig Kimbrell, David Price on the Red Sox, Todd Frazier acquired by the Chicago White Sox. Who Neil do you th- Walker to the Mets. Neil Walker to the Mets, another one. Uh, who do you think made the biggest splash this offseason? Well, I, I think you have to look at the Red Sox. Uh, just the fact that their pitching struggled so much last year, and they went out and they got two big-time arms. They got David Price, who is a contender for the Cy Young each and every year, and they got one of the elite closers in baseball, Craig Kimbrell, who, although he struggled a bit last year in San Diego, uh, this is a guy who throws gas, and he's going to blow up by a lot of hitters. And He's never pitched in the American League before, but I think – when you can acquire two all-stars and maybe two guys that if they keep on the track, they're going to end up in the Hall of Fame someday, uh, you're, you, it's hard to argue against that. How about the Arizona Diamondbacks? This was a team last year that was 79-83. They finished third in the NL West, and you know they could hit Sam. They have A.J. Pollock. They have Paul Goldschmidt. But now they have a couple AJ pitchers. Go- A.J. Pollock from? From Hebron, Connecticut. Hebron, Connecticut. But now Our they got cousin went to a sixth grade birthday party. That's very true. Uh, but now they got two very very good pitchers. They acquire Shelby Miller for Dansby Swanson, who was the first overall pick, and a couple other players, including Ender Ender and Carcier. Is that how you pronounce his name? Uh, he had over three hundred for the Diamondbacks last year. He'll be the probably the leadoff hitter in Atlanta. But Sam, they they get Miller, but they also get a guy named Zach Granke. Two two very high quality pitchers, really one A one B to lead that rotation, and now you put that on top of their hitting with uh, with Tomas in there in left field, and now the Diamondbacks here in the in National League West Ham could have something rolling. They could, and especially when you consider, I think, some of the other teams in that division uh, step back, namely the Dodgers. Yeah. Uh, I think the Giants will be there, plus it's, well, you know, it's an even year. <laughs> so signing Cueto, Jeff Samarja, they re-signed Brandon Crawford to a six-year deal. Uh, they certainly made some big moves as well. And it's an even year, more importantly. Yeah, yeah. 12, 14, what, 10, 12, 14, 16? 16, we'll see. Um, what, what's your, what's, what do you think was the biggest surprise of the offseason in terms of? As far as a f- player landing somewhere? Yeah. I I personally think it's other way around. I think it's you want to assess but it's staying in New York. I would agree with that. I think that's um, very surprising. But also as that's the longer it stretched out, that's you knew that you knew the chance was higher. Yeah. Uh, as each day grew. Yeah. I think the Zach Granke one surprised me a little bit. Yep. 
especially with how much money the Dodgers have thrown around the new front office since they began. Um, so that one surprised me a little bit. And the David Price one to the Red Sox surprised me too. Um, think so? I just didn't think I didn't I wasn't expecting them to throw that much money at him. Dave Dombrowski likes his guy, he huh? He does. I mean, he traded for him. Now he signed, tra- traded for him, traded him, and now signed him. Hopefully, the family of David Price really likes Dombrowski because they're making they're they're making the husband and the, and the father really move around a lot, huh? Well, when you get <laughs> oh, it's certainly easier when you dollars. when you get that kind of money. Absolutely. All right, so we're gonna uh, break this down kind of by uh, by both leagues. Obviously, we're gonna talk about surprising teams, teams that need to make a leap, uh, and perhaps some teams that will not exceed expectations this season. Um, of course, an MVP is Cy Young, and at the end of the show, we will have our World Series prediction. Uh, so, Sam, let's start with the American League. Uh, do you think there's going to be any surprise teams? Is there going to be a Houston Astros team this year? I, I think you look at it, and there really isn't a team that, that jumps out to me as a as a surprise team, a team that's really made that leap in, in the offseason. Um so there isn't really a team right now where I look at it and I can put a finger on it. I mean, I, I, I looked I looked at you know some of the moves teams made, but there's not one that can be pointed at because I mean Houston they were yes where they were a surprise, but at the same time, it's not a surprise that they got good with these players. It's a surprise that they got good so fast with these players. And the same thing with Kansas City, they had a lot of good young players. It was almost a matter of time. Is, is there a team that you're looking at? A team that was very close to making the postseason last year. Uh, they didn't really do all that much in terms of uh, making big moves. But a team that I, to watch out for is the Minnesota Twins, 83-79 and 79 last yeah, season. Yeah, but I, I don't know if I consider that a surprise if they – You don't think it would be a surprise? I mean, they had a good year last year. And a lot of young talent in that that's, team. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's a surprise if they necessarily improve by six, seven wins, and get to that 80-90 plateau. One, th- one thing to watch, though, Torrey Hunter, I think he had a big impact on that locker room, not going to be in there this year, is what he preached. Is that going to carry over with the, the core? Because there's still, I mean, still got to get, you know, Joe Maurer there, who's been there forever, uh, who can carry that message. But Torrey Hunter seems to be that type of guy who can rally a team around him. Is that going to have a lingering effect and a positive, or is it going to be a missing piece this year? That's a good point. We'll see. Uh, how about the Seattle Manors, another team that per- – yep. I mean, last year this was a team that was saying, oh, you know, Robinson Cano in his second year in, in Seattle. They came on strong. And, and, and they did. Uh, they but have they a nice pitching rotation. Finished 76-86 and 86 in the AL West. I mean, they signed and acquired a bunch of guys. Linus Martin from the Rangers they acquired. They acquired jo- Joaquin Benoit. Um, they acquired Wade Miley from the Red Sox, given up Carson Smith, and they acquired Adam Lentz, Sam, who we know as Red Sox fans in the American League East when he was in Toronto. You know, he's a guy that can hit 20, 25 home runs and, and drive in a couple RBIs each year. Yeah, and it's it's nice moves, and it and they're at the point, you know, where you got a guy like Robinson Cano. They're, they're adding depth. They're adding depth, which is always huge. You can't win – in baseball with just one superstar like a Robinson Cano. It helps, obviously. But when you can start adding depth pieces, that's when you can really start to to make that push to the next level. And I think the West, 
is a little bit wide open. I think Houston's going to have another good year, but the Angels, they're getting older. The group isn't really working the way that it had been hoped that it would. So I think the West, and with these two, obviously now well into the two wildcard era, I think Seattle has a great opportunity to be that second-place team in the West and maybe sneak into the postseason this year. Moving on to the National League, Sam. Any surprise teams there? I think we already kind of mentioned one with the Arizona Diamondbacks. We, we didn't talk about the teams we thought we were. Are we going to go back to making a leap, or how are we doing this here? I was just kind of going with the flow. Because I think Houston's going to take a leap. A bigger leap than last A bigger leap. Okay, so you think they're I think going. I mean, they, they really should have won a playoff series last year. They should have won. Houston's going to win that division. Okay. And I think they have an excellent chance of, of winning a postseason series, Dallas. Keuchel, Korea's a year older. I, I, George Springer, if he can stay healthy for an entire year, uh, I think it's a team that's going to take that next step, kind of. I was going to say similar to Kansas City, but they went all the way to the World Series when they took their first step. But I think they're going to, I think they're going to be better this year. And a team that I think is going to not live up to its expectations, I think Toronto is going to take a step back. I agree. Uh, now- you got aging players, and you have a team with aging players that relies so much on its power, which. You know, you never know it's, it's, when it's you, literally go. It's literally you, home run or go home. You never know when that power is going to leave you. I mean, there's no sign to think it is, but it could. And you're also losing David Price to a conf- to a conference to a league to a division rival. And Price was they were similar to the Mets, where they were kind of just going along at a nice clip. Maybe they'll fight for the they wild card were, they spot. Were, yeah, but the, then all of a sudden, I mean, what, the Yankees had, what, a 7-8 game lead at the beginning of August, yeah. and then all of a sudden Price got there, and Troy Tulowitzki, that's, can he stay healthy? Because he's going to be relied on big time. Because the thing, and, and people will head say, like, oh, yeah, but, I mean, they also got Tulowitzki at that trade deadline. Yes, they did, but I'm not sure if Tulowitzki is a guy anymore where you can say, okay, you know, they're... He's just been so beat up. Exactly. And you saw... You Price is a game stopper. Yeah. Pitcher, you know, he can, he can get the ball rolling in the other direction, and we, we saw what he, he did, a lot of damage for Toronto, but I don't think Tulowitzki has that same effect as, as Price no, did. No, and I think you look at Price, and he's that... He's, he's what the Red Sox are hoping... He's that number one guy. He's the no questions asked ace of your staff. And then that allows everyone to fall into place beneath him. And that's what happened with the Blue Jays last year, where all the other guys could just slot into place. Now they're going in there with some good young arms, but no true number one. And you've seen it a lot in the history of baseball that when you don't have that true ace, that true guy to lead your staff, it doesn't always work out that great. No. I mean, there's some guys that could become number ones there, but – I don't know if they're – are they ready to take the reins? I think Toronto is going to take a step back this year. How about the Texas Rangers? Are they going to take a step back? They, they really snuck up on us that they, they won did. the AL West. And, uh, you know, they, they, of course, do acquire Cole Hamels, who's under contract this year on the team. Uh, Chi-Chi Gonzalez, another young pitcher. You Darvish, if healthy, uh, certainly is, is a threat there. I, I don't know if they're going to take a step back. I think they're going to be right there neck and neck with Seattle. I think them and Seattle are going to have very – uh, similar years, and I think Houston. I think Houston's going to end up winning that division by five or six games. So okay, certainly. I mean, they and the, then maybe the number two team in that division. The thing gets that wild. The thing gets a wild card spot. Now, 
the 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 Astros they did acquire Ken Giles, so they do have a a dominant closer. Uh, fits very well for the Phillies. If you haven't heard of Ken Giles' name, you will by the end of the season because he's going to he's going to have 35, 40 plus saves for these for this Astros team, barring he can stay healthy. But they lose Scott Casimir, Sam, in the starting rotation. Now you got Dallas Keuchel there, and 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 Mike Fires, and and also in that rotation, it's who else? That's that's my biggest concern is pitching di- pitching depth for the Astros. I think you're going to see someone step into that spot. I I think Casimir was a nice piece, but he's certainly not a guy that when you lose him, you you hang your head about and say, "Oh my God, how are we going to recover?" He was You're earlier right. in his You're, career, yeah. But at this point, he's a three, four, five starter, probably like a four now, right? Yeah, three and a half. Uh, so it's not the worst loss in the world. It's definitely one that they can recover from. Uh, let's see. They also they got um, Brad Peacock there. They have Lance McCullers, Colin McHugh's coming off an injury. Doug yeah, Fister. They, they, see Fister right there. Uh, he's a guy who I think is fantastic. I mean, he he's had a very good. Major League career, a little bit of a step back last year, but if he can regain some of his form from his time with Detroit, they're going to be just fine. Let's now head over to the National League, Sam. And again, now this is a team that we mentioned, uh, um, a team that we expect to make a leap, Arizona Diamondbacks, with the talent that they got in the offseason. Yeah, I think they're going to make a leap. And I think another team to watch, Brian, is Miami. I think they're going to, they might take a little leap up. I, I, I think Don Mattingly is a good manager. Uh, he did a heck of a job managing those personalities with the Dodgers because there were a lot of them walking around in that clubhouse. So I think good managerial uh, tactics by Matting Lee will. Uh, they're not going to be a playoff team. I don't think I don't know that they're even going to really flirt with it, but I think they're going to improve over what we've seen the last few years. Did you see who's the opening day starter for the Marlins? Hit me with it. It's Chen. Weeing Chen. That they signed in the offseason, left-handed, that was in the Orioles. Yeah, yep. Not Jose Fernandez. Fernandez is pitching game two of the season. Not really sure. I mean, it's because the thing with that, it's just it's respect for baseball. Like, it, the ace gets the ball. Like, I mean, Yeah, but you've seen it in other years. Like, what was the – like, Matt Harvey was considered the ace last year, but he didn't get the start at the beginning of the year for the Mets. And I don't know. Harvey's getting the ball for opening day this year. I don't know. It's It's interesting how they – they decide the opening day starter. It really is. I mean, with the Mets, you could go Syndergaard, DeGrom. You could argue DeGrom is better stuff than, than Harvey. I'm surprised they didn't go DeGrom. Yeah. Well, I the, think DeGrom's the race. I also don't think he's gotten a haircut since the beginning of – at the end of last year. I think he's he's, he's really uh, – same same with Thor, same with Syndergaard. Both those guys, you watch them throw in, in spring training, they got very, very long hair. Flowing locks. Yeah, there you go. That's a good way of putting it. Uh, how about some other teams, Sam? I mean, you look in the National League, the Cardinals, they'll be there. They lose John Lackey, but insert X name here. We'll get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, we briefly talked about the Mets. Do you do we think that they can have a, a they can stay in contention in the National League East because the the Nationals they got a little bit better. I mean, Dusty Baker. We'll talk. We actually let's talk about that now. Dusty Baker. Coming over to the Nationals, we both love that pickup. Yeah, and I don't think he should have ever got let go from Cincinnati. I mean, they had that 2-0 lead in the series against San Francisco a few years back before letting that go. And How much can he really do as a man? I think he's a fantastic manager. Um, so I think they're going to be an improved team. Uh, obviously, they have a lot of talent. I think they're going to be right there this year. I think them and the Mets are really going to battle it out this year. 
Could um, be a fun race to watch. Or it could. should be, and I think. You, you mentioned the Mets. I don't think they're going to fall off just because of that pitching, Brian. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's so tough to beat them. Especially when now that they have – I don't think it's a lights-out offense by any stretch of the imagination. But we saw the offense of obviously have its moments last year. And um, you got Cespedes all year. You, you got a comparable bat with Daniel Murphy and Neil Walker. Yeah. Um, I think of Dribble Cabrera is a pretty good stick at short. Conforto, Michael uh, Conforto. Conforto will slide in, and he's going he, you know, to give you an, place, an improvement over uh, Kadire just because he's younger. Um, obviously, Kadire uh, fell out of the, the lineup by the end of the year. Uh, David Wright, I think you're going to get what you get out of him. If you get 130 games, you're happy, and he'll produce when he's in there. I, I, don't, I don't see the Mets falling off. Question for you. National League Central last year got three teams in the postseason, the Cardinals, the Pirates, and the Cubs. Do you have to pick one of these three teams to not make the postseason? Who is it? I hate to do it, but the Cardinals. I I know. 100 I wins, know. man. I know. Only won baseball to do it last year. But can they keep winning with teams that look like they're yes. not? Yes. Yes, they can, and they will. Who Who's your team? I would say the Pirates. I think the Cubs are here for years. I, I really think the do. Cubs are here for years. I think Pittsburgh is going to hang around and maybe finally get over a hump. I don't know. The Cardinals was the they just jump off the page at me. And then they jump on the page, and then yeah. they're in October, and then they're holding up the trophy at the end of the year. Yeah, that's usually how it happens. <sighs> All right, uh, let's keep moving forward. You're listening to the Sports Brothers podcast just here. Just a fun with little nugget: Sam. the team that I don't think will exceed expectations is Philadelphia. I think they're going to be as bad as they're predicted to be. I think Atlanta will as well. Uh, you are listening to the Sports Brothers podcast with Sam and Brian Dostler. And Sam, I don't think you saw this because this pretty much is uh, came about a couple minutes ago. Um, the Brewers, a Brewers relief pitcher, Will Smith, not the actor, Will Smith tore his knee ligament while taking off his shoe. Taking off his shoe. Taking off his shoe. So according to an Associated Press article on ESPN.com, it said Smith said he was getting ready to shower after pitching a minor league game Thursday and was sitting on one leg to take off his other shoe when he lost his balance and twisted his knee. He said, quote, I pulled hard on the shoe and it stayed on. My knee just went up and popped. Everyone tells you there's nothing you can do about it, but you just feel like you are letting people down. Can you imagine twisting your knee, touring a ligament in your knee by taking off a shoe? No. And everyone's done this. I mean, everyone can pitch. Let, let me read. So he, was, he was standing on one leg to take off his shoe when he lost his balance and twisted his knee. I mean, everybody does that every day when you take a shoe off. You just casually just take it off. You've done it thousands of times. and uh, That's a new one. Yeah. You know, we've seen Java Chamberlain jumping on a trampoline. We've, uh, we've seen players punch fire hydrants in the walls. But taking off a shoe, that ranks up there as one of the worst of them. I've never heard of that. I'm going to have to be more careful now. I guess so. Will Smith is sending out some warnings. And the worst thing about this is he was competing uh, with Jeremy Jeffries for the closer role. 
and something like that happens. I mean, that's that's tough tough news. Uh, Sam, before we get to our most valuable players, Cy Young and World Series predictions, let's talk about some players, some really some comeback players, uh, some guys that need to make a big splash in this 2016 season. I'll start with my two, uh, Evan Longoria from the Tampa Bay Rays. This is a team that has a lot of pitching the Rays do with Chris Archer and Drew Smiley at the top one, two, but other than, but and Matt Moore coming off injury. But the big thing with the Tampa Bay Rays, other than their fans, is hitting. They need to get the bats going. Can you believe that Evan Longoria has not had a season where he's hit over 300? Yeah, because I think he's been overrated since think so. forever. Because every time he's up, I feel like he's going to hit a home run. He's just one of those guys. It's Like Will Middlebrooks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time he's up, he's hitting a home run. And then, I mean, he's hit some, Longoria's hit some big home runs against the Red Sox and against the Yankees, kind of against the Red Sox. Um, but, yeah, last year just hit 270, 21 home runs, 73 RBIs. He's 30 years old, Sam. He's, he's no longer the young. I, I, he had a nice start to us, but I, I don't think he's really ever – he's never taken that next step, in my opinion. He's gotten to the World Series when he, has, when he was younger. But that was a really good Tampa Bay yeah. Rays team. Yeah. I just think – I don't know. He – he came onto the scene really nicely, had a nice start. But I kind of think he's very – and I'm not saying he's a bad player by any stretch. He's just not a superstar like they made him out to be. Yeah, no. I, Same, mean, I think him and David Wright are very, very similar players as far as career path goes. I think David Wright's a little bit better yeah, than Longoria. Yeah. But I think they're in that same conversation where – they both started with really, really good teams and had nice starts and were key Loved cogs. Loved by their fan bases. Yeah, and were key cogs in deep postseason runs, like the 10 fans that Tampa Bay has. But I think they're very similar in that regard, that they're just they're a, well above average Major League Baseball players, but not stars. My other guy, Ian Desmond, moving from shortstop to left field because he can't feel the ground ball. So go catch And the you know the thing is? He turned down well over a hundred million dollars a couple of years ago yep. from Washington. Again, he's thirty years old. He just hit two thirty three, nineteen home runs, sixty two RBIs, twenty seven errors at shortstop last year. Good for his second most in Major League Baseball. Uh, he is with Texas, kind of getting a new life, a new position, and uh, so those are my two big plays. And you make a big splash. You got some, Sam? Um, for the American League, I'm going. I guess more established. I'm going with David Ortiz. Okay. Uh, he had a nice year last year for the Red Sox, but I think for that offense and the team to get where they want to go this year, at his advanced age, in his last year, he has to have another David Ortiz-type season. He can't uh, – for them to be successful, and he's 40 years old already, for them to be successful, he has to be that big bat in the middle of the lineup. He holds he holds them together. He needs to have another big year, um, which is strange. To, you know, you don't usually look at guys playing their last year as like such a key cog. Like Derek Jeter, a couple of years ago, wasn't looked upon to be the Derek Jeter that he was when he was 31. But David Ortiz is still looked upon and needed to be the David Ortiz of not only last year but of the prime of his career. 
Last year, 273, 37 home runs, 108 RBIs. If he can have a they very need similar, him to do that again. Yeah, yeah I mean, they do. Yeah, they they do. Because their offense does have questions. What are you going to get from Hanley Ramirez? Uh, what's Pablo Sandoval, Travis Shaw? Yeah, you know, what, what, there's a lot of questions to be answered as far as the Red Sox go. The outfield, what kind of production are you going to get there? You think you're going to get good production from Mookie Betts, Xander Bogarts, uh, but the corner outfield position, positions, there's a lot of questions out there. Uh, as far on the National League side, uh, we talked earlier about the Dodgers uh, probably taking a little bit of a step back. Uh, they need a big year from Jock Peterson. Very, very, very good first half last year. And he awful, fin- awful, awful second half last year. 26 home runs for a guy in his first full year of Major League Baseball. Very good. 23 years old right now. He'll turn 24 uh, during the latter parts of April. F- 54 RBIs. He batted just 210. And, well, he struck out. <laughs> he struck out a lot. And um, he can't do that again. No. He has to cut down on that, and he has to be an impact guy in the middle of their lineup. And if he can be, I think the Dodgers have a chance to be a good team and a playoff team. I mean, he was, he was, he's very good defensively. And he has that power. His swing is just so long, though. And once pitchers figure that out, it was, it was lights out for him. Looking at his average in the month of April last year, he hit 298, uh, and oh, that was really that was his highest month post All Star break. Sam hit a buck 78. Yeah, not he good. Can't afford, cannot afford to do that with 63 strikeouts um, and 107 of those strikeouts uh, in in the first half of the season. Uh, let's head to our MVP and Cy Young awards. Sam, I'll start off with mine in the American League. Talking about a guy, Miguel Cabrera, really had a quiet year, if you will, last season. Did hit 338, 18 home runs, and 76 RBIs, but the Tigers were irrelevant. Uh, they weren't, they were, I mean, there was more news in the headlines with Jose Iglesias getting in, in, in people's faces than more than anything. It was also Justin Verlander, you know, what's wrong with him? Uh, but now you get uh, Miguel Cabrera. Uh, they've they've added some pitching. They get they got Jordan Zimmerman. They've acquired Francisco Rodriguez. They've made some moves in the pitching department. Now can Miguel Cabrera, Ian Kingsler, J.D. Martinez uh, get the bats going on offense? I like it. I'm uh, I'm sticking with my whole Houston vibe. Carlos Correa is going to be your MVP. I think I know who your Hale representative in the, in the World Series is going to be as well for the National League. Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, I think this is a player that really could have won the, the the MVP last year. Can't disagree with Bryce Harper. But if if this Arizona team is a serious playoff contending team and they make it to the postseason with these two pitches that we mentioned earlier, it, you know, Goldschmidt with his – I mean, the thing with, with Goldschmidt, 321, 33 home runs, 110 RBIs, but he also sold 21 bases. Like, he, he, he can steal some bags for you. I think he's a very, very valuable piece – to this Diamondbacks offense, the centerpiece of that lineup. So I'm going uh, Paul Goldsmith. It's so hard. I can't go against Bryce Harper. No? Uh, just the season that he had last year, 42 home runs, 460 OBP, batted 330, drove in 99. Um, I just I can't go away from it. It's crazy, isn't it? It's, just, it's only his fifth year in Major League Baseball. I feel like he has been around so much longer than yeah. that. He's, it's little, it says fourth year, fifth year as a full-time player. I mean, just looking at it, 270 as a 19-year-old playing 139 games, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, 
I just think he's right in that prime of his career, and uh, he's going to be such a good player for such a long time. Uh, he's going to have a, an MVP run, I think, similar to to what we saw about out of Barry Bonds, where think he, so? he just he just racks them up. Just year after year, just yeah. keep piling them up. And then eventually they'll vote for someone else because they don't want to give it to him again. But he probably deserved it. But he probably deserved it. Uh, but it's too soon for that. He hasn't won it enough times mm-hmm. for them to be like, yeah, let's, let's, let's yeah. give Goldschmidt, he's been great for five years in a row. Let's give it to him this yeah. year. Cy Young Award, and then our World Series predictions. American League, David Price is my pick. National League, Jacob DeGrom. Uh, of course, Keiko won it in the in the uh, last year in the American League. Sonny Gray is always a, is a top pick. Uh, folks, get Justin Verlander out of your head. He's I don't think he can compete for that award. Jordan Zimmerman maybe, but uh, you look at nah. no, not even him. Um, you know Johnny Cueto. He's he's not in Kansas City anymore. Um, you really look at it, and and the Yankees. You know, Sabathia certainly is not what he used to be at all. They don't really have a, a bona fide ace at this point in the season to say that, yes, he's a contender. So, really, I think, Sam, you go into the season, and the top pitchers in the American League are Price, uh, are, are Sonny Gray, and Jordan Zimmerman. I mean, Scherzer is there. or No, excuse me, Scherzer's in, in Washington. Uh, really, it's – Well, Keuchel. Yeah, and Keuchel. I think I mentioned him. But those, but those are the three three big pitches. Yeah, the the pitching power is certainly. I mean, you got three Cy Youngs alone on on the Mets. The pitching power has certainly shifted over to the National League firmly, yeah. big time. Firmly, I mean, Granky, uh, Cueto, Kershaw, Kershaw, Samarja, Bumgarner, Bumgarner. I mean, that, that's one division right there. <laughs> Wainwright, Waka, Strasburg. I mean, those are all National League guys. Garrett Cole, John Lesser, Jake Arrieta. And we're barely even starting. Yeah. I mean, and we haven't even got to the second-tier pitchers yet. Um, I'm going with Felix Hernandez. I think uh, – Oh, yeah, we did forget him, huh? Yeah, we did. That's why I kind of <laughs> held off. I knew I was going to throw him out there. Uh, Felix Hernandez had a bit of a down year for him last year, but picked up kind of a high total for wins for him last year, 18-9. and nine. That is big time for uh, him, huh? It is, 3.53 ERA. Um, so it's actually the, the second most wins he's had since he went 19 and five in, uh, 2009. I think that's the year he won the Cy Young, isn't it? I think think so. I think he won in 2009. Yeah. Um, but I think he's going to be the guy who wins the Cy Young. He's going to help power them. If not into the playoffs, right onto the fringe of getting into the wild card. And then I'm with you, uh, Jacob DeGrom out of the national league. Someone from that Mets staff. Is gonna Somebody, get it. anybody. And I think he's a couple ticks better uh, than the other two guys. I uh, haven't seen enough of Syndergaard yet, but at this point I think DeGrom is... Is above Harvey. Yeah. Let's head to a World Series prediction, Sam. Last year I could not get any either of my two teams into the field of the postseason. I picked the Nationals versus the Red Sox, and both of those were, wrong. were stinkers. I don't know what your predictions were. I don't know if you remember what your predictions were at all. But uh, I will start with mine. You know mine because you can look at the paper. Did you look? I did, but I don't remember, and I'm a distance away. I crossed okay. out all your stuff. Okay. Thank um, you. So, And I cannot read it from the angle that I'm at right now. My prediction for the 2016 World Series, it's going to be the Chicago Cubs in six games defeating the Detroit Tigers. I don't think Detroit has enough to get there. I think their bullpen is pretty solid. 
Yeah, but eh, I'm not buying Detroit. I'm buying Chicago, not Detroit. Um, for me, I'm going with a repeat champion. See, I, I, oh, I, I three straight they for the made Royals. They're two straight years with the same group. The group is back again. Yeah, they don't have um, Johnny Cueto, but he wasn't fantastic. For no, them. he wasn't. And I think Kansas City is going to defeat Washington in five games. So a rematch of will be versus the the NL East, another yes. NL East team. And I think Washington's going to get in as a division winner with the Mets winning uh, the wild card game to be the fourth team in. And Washington will beat the Mets 3-2 to two in the first round of the playoffs. On a Daniel Murphy walk-off home run? Yes. <laughs> yes. That would tear the hearts of them, huh? But it'd be, it'd be After Neil Walker ties it in the uh, top of the ninth. With that, a solo would home be, run. that would be Off drama. Jonathan Papelman. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Uh, if this comes true. You heard it here first. You did. On the Sports Brothers Podcast. Uh, Sam, just real quick before we go, uh, this this next offseason, not very good for free agents at all. Can we just do the, the before you skip to that, managers on the hot seat? I'm surprised Sosha's back. Mike Sosha. Yeah. We, we, I think we're the only two that ever say this. Because um, he had that great stretch. I don't have it in front of me where it was like the first 10 years they made the postseason like eight times. And since like 2009 or something like that, 2008, uh, somewhere in there, they've only made it a smattering of times. Yeah. Uh, and they get swept. Yeah. So when I'm, they get in. I'm I'm a little off the best manager, you know, because for a long time it was Mike Social, best manager in baseball. I'm a little off that uh, bandwagon. I have John Farrell on this list. I think that's fair, right? If there's another losing season in Beantown yeah. this year, I, I think there's Especially a lot of questions. Especially after the way they played with Tony Lovello. Yeah, Tori Lovello. Tori Lovello, excuse me. I saw our Uncle Tony. Yes. Earlier. But Tori Lovello, and I don't know. I, I th- It's going to be an interesting dynamic, I think, between those. It, well, it could go two ways. It could be perfectly fine because they're reportedly very good friends. Yeah. And he stayed because he's friends with them. Well, like, I don't know if that's the only reason, but they, he, he could have had offers. Or there could become a fracture in the clubhouse with the guys who said, well, you know, we played better with Lavello. We like the way he related to us better. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it could go one of two ways there. Brett Osmus, kind of lucky he didn't get fired last year. Mm-hmm. After all, what happened last year. Uh, Robin Ventura, you know, Sam, last offseason, because – because they got David Robinson in a, in a huge uh, trade. They got Mc- Melky Cabrera. You know, they, they made some splashes in last offseason. They do the same thing this year by getting Todd Frazier. Uh, they, they have ha- to win. Yeah, they, they do. And, uh, and there's, a real chan- there's a real opening for them to firmly be the second-best team in that division. Yeah. Which, if you any team that's in second place now, you have a – you have a legit shot you at the have wild card. A very good chance at the wild card. And Brian Pena from the Reds. Yeah, the Reds are a mess. They are a mess. Never should have fired Dusty Baker. Nope. We already talked about that. Uh, new managers in, new managers in 2016. Dave Roberts, uh, first time he'll be a manager in his career with the Los Angeles Dodgers. I'll He's tell you, the first I know you, you were going to say first minority manager in Dodger history. Um, it's a tough spot for a new manager to walk yeah, into. I LA. just think. One, it's L.A., but there's just so many personalities in that clubhouse that it's – I don't know. He seems to be a very calm, composed individual. 
so did Mattingly, though. But uh, a little younger Dave Roberts, so we'll yeah. see how he can relate to the players. But it's a tough spot to walk into. Yeah. And, of course, Mattingly is now, after being released from his duties in Dodger Town, he's off to Miami, as we mentioned earlier. Andy Green, Sam, with the San Diego Padres. Uh, a younger guy, just 38 years old, looking to prove himself. Uh, he's managing the minors. He was the third base coach for the Dimebacks last season. But this is supposedly an up and coming manager. And here see, in the this major is leagues. the type of situation where, like, obviously, if you're Dave Roberts, you're not complaining about the fact that you're going to manage a team that yeah. could go to the playoffs and make a run at things. But it's this is a a stress, relatively stress free as far as managing baseball yeah. can go for for Andy Green Young, a team that doesn't have huge expectations. Traded away Craig Kimbrell, your closer. Uh, so there is some room for error and some room for growth kind of hidden away. Scott Cervais, a former general manager with the Angels and apparently well-liked by the new manager's GM, Jerry Poto, had that relationship going on. His son, uh, Tyler Cervais, was on the Connecticut Tigers. That's right. I had a catch with him. A little all over the place. That was that kid, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Leap for it, too low, to the left, to the right. Hopefully uh, Scott's manager starts a little better than that. Yeah. Uh, as we mentioned, the Mariners could be a team to watch out for come postseason time or, or leading up into October, and we already talked about Dusty Baker. So those are the five new managers in 2016. And finally, Sam, before we end this podcast, you look at the free agents in 2016-2017 offseason. Not very good. No. Adrian Beltre is the one that really jumps out the most to you. but he's, he's older. He's older. Jose Batista, uh, Edwin Encarnacion, Kobe Rasmus, Matt older, Weaver. Older, older. Matt Weaver's injured. Jared prone. Jared Weaver, C.J. Wilson. Injured, already injured this year. Mark Teixeira. Always injured. Not star-studded at all. And those are the top eight guys, really. I mean, certainly, obviously, someone can have a great contract year, and, and they, they can make a lot of money that way, but... Uh, it's slim pickings. If 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 you're trying, if you're a team that's building, rebuilding, which means the trade market could be the hot conversation. Yeah. Well, it always is, but it could be even bigger, a little be- bit bigger next year because you know you're not going to get anything in the off season, or there's be more trades in the off season. Who knows? So that's going to conclude our show today for the 2016 Major League Baseball season preview here on the Sports Villas Podcast. Make sure you follow all season long. We will certainly, certainly be talking about baseball as the year goes on. Hopefully it's a good one for the Red Sox. Hopefully it's a good one for the Mets. Hopefully it sucks for the Yankees. Uh, But until next time, folks, we will see you later.